This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them E's. And this week, Mark, we got an interesting, yes, I know, we are less than, from this point recording the podcast, we're less than 24 hours. No, not 20, less than 48 hours. I wish it was 24 hours. Away from football in 2015. However, there's some things that we need to talk about today that we just can't let go before we start football. That's deflate gate. We can't let it go yet, right? Uh, evidently not. You know, they even get rid of Tom Brady's suspension. It magically disappears, yet we're still talking about it. It still has to happen. Well, and it's like you said before we recorded. I mean, some of you may be listening and going, well, guys, this is like last week's news. Well, guess what? The ruling came down back. the day after we posted the podcast yep. up to you guys. So we're talking about it now. And if you've seen the title of this podcast, you may have clicked on it ragingly, I say. Because we're posing the question, and Mark, we're really happy if you're a Jets fan, or really, ha- or a Bills fan, or yeah. a Dolphins fan, or like you said, more Jets fan because of Spygate. But I'm going to pose the question to you, Mark. Yeah, should Bill Belichick and or Tom Brady be banned from football, a la Pete Rose? Um, well, the well, the Pete Rose comment, um, because that's is, what, is more in in more more in line of the Hall of Fame. Okay, because I'm thinking when I say banned from football, mm-hmm. I'm thinking a la Pete Rose, where you cannot, nothing with the game, mm-hmm. you're forgotten. Yeah. You are basically shunned from the NFL. We forget that you, eat, like, we know that you were here, but we forget everything you did because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. And and before we get into the actual question there, and Pete Rose, uh, his thing is one of the big tragedies because everyone always says, you know, one of the greatest of all time, obviously, one of the greatest of all time, but he never gets the last bit. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit. The The thing that needs to be prefaced before we talk about this, uh, all this thing, are we're basing some of – this is kind of being reintroduced into mm-hmm. all of us uh, because of ESPN and Deadspin are the two popular ones talking about it right now where they're just talking about f- basically from uh, Spygate – and previous all the way over to uh, the deflate gate. And Ricky's giving me a signal. Yeah. I see a little thing on the side of this ESPN, the big three points of, you could say this investigation. Mm-hmm. One of them is more of the investigation. The other two is what we're right now with the Patriots. It's in the spy gate investigation. Goodell ordered NFL execs to stomp eight videotapes to pieces. Mm-hmm. You had from 2000 to 2007, Patriots recorded opposing coaches' signals for at least 40 games, and then during their their early Super Bowl run, the low-level employees of the Patriots were asked to sneak into opposing locker rooms to, to steal playbooks. Which, the part of that that surpri- amazes me the most is that it became such a common thing. I mean, this basically became a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Where it became such a common thing that teams would leave fake playbooks and f- fake play sheets out there for the mm-hmm. Patriots guys to steal. Well, and you know, it's the first thing I think of, especially during the play sheet or the mm-hmm. playbook stealing. I go, then why didn't coaches, when they went into Foxborough or when they played the Patriots, why didn't they treat that playbook like the evil coach and water boy? 
Mm. Just rolled up. I'm going to keep this in my hand because I can't let you have my green playbook. Well, I think that's what they're, they were doing the opposite direction. What you see, the Brady Bunch pops into my mind of like uh, the old sitcom where they're stealing our stuff. Well, we're going to get them. You know, we're going to get them with the <laughs> fake ones and then we're going to win. You know, that's what comes to my mind. Uh, I say the Brady Bunch. I think it was a Brady Bunch episode, but it's probably been a million Did you only say that because we're talking about Tom Brady? No, Brady. I mean, it's possible. That's why it's in my head. But I feel like that's an episode of the Brady Bunch. Uh, Sounds like something Marsha would do. But the thing that Axel kind of amazed me by that statement, and a lot of these statements, of course, are anonymous sources, as they kind of have to be. The only name that's really used is Mike Martz. He's the only person who actually pretty much talked and used his actual mm-hmm. name. Uh, but well, it he should me, have a Super Bowl ring because some would say. Because uh, he was coaching the Rams when they beat him in 2000, right? 2001. Was he? 2001, 2002, whatever it was. they won the Super Bowl against the Titans, and the next year the Patriots beat him, right? He was still the head coach? Uh, yeah, he would have been okay. the head coach. Uh, but what I'm saying with this is it amazes me that all this is going on, and nobody <laughs> just says, hey— this is bullshit. <laughs> Why are the Patriots allowed to do this? Kind of sounds like kind of sounds like a fantasy league. Hey, Ricky, this is bullshit. Yeah, it, change this. It amazes <laughs> me that nobody spoke up and said, "Why is this being allowed to happen?" Uh, but maybe that's part of the chummy relationship between Robert Kraft and uh, Belichick. Funny thing, Belichick is always the guy who's you who is seen in meme land mm-hmm. as uh, Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars. <laughs> but maybe it's fucking Rod, uh, Robert Kraft. I, Robert Kraft is the guy who helped push uh, Goodell into the role of commissioner. I get, and he apparently to have him in his pocket. I can't think. Is there some? There's no one above Palpatine. He's the he's the Grand Emperor, right? Or yeah, the evil he, it's one? him. It's him. He controlled everything from episode one on. That would make Belichick uh, Darth Vader. Then what would Tom Brady be? Tom Brady. No, no. Tom Brady can still. Well, okay. Or would Darth Maul be Belichick and Vader would be Brady? No, 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 Ricky. Uh, What it would be. I'm trying to figure out the Star Wars reference here, Mark. I got your Star Wars reference. And the real hardcore Star Wars fans (laughs) will appreciate it. (laughs) Tom Brady is still Darth Vader. But General Tarkin is Bill Belichick. General Tarkin's technically, this is getting really nerdy, guys. Mm -hmm. Technically, (laughs) General Tarkin is Darth Vader's boss. Okay. Not, and then Palpatine is Tarkin's boss. So you're saying Palpatine is Kraft, Tarkin is Belichick. Brady still Vader. Okay, I that got was you. really important to get. That was very important. You know what? I'm going to throw a reference Uh out there, and this is. Because I kind of got this from Mike and Mike this morning. They were talking more about the the clip that came out of this Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. of the two high school players that also, targeted the ref. Grand Moff Tarkin, not okay. General Tarkin, I, I guess. Did you see that video, by the way, of the two safeties that targeted the ref yeah. and hit him? And I think it was Greeny used the reference of Karate Kid, mm-hmm. where it could have been the coaches saying, sweep the leg. Are you okay with that? Do you have a problem with that? How do we know that Belichick, if this was his idea, well, obviously it's got to be either his idea or Kraft's idea. He tells the exec, they go, no, I don't want to do that. And he goes, are you not okay with that? Sweep the leg. That's basically what he's telling them by stealing the playbook. Sweep the leg. And when they go, no, are you not okay with that? Well, if you're not okay with it, you lose your job. So you want so your job. So then you're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, no. I Okay. Here's 
like I said, we have to. There's a lot of anonymous sources. Um, They're cheaters. Can well, we just say that? We we need to say the though, Patriots are cheaters. Let me finish this. We need to say because I've been. I realized I never said it when I tried to bring okay. it up before. Go ahead. Uh, we need to say that there's no guarantees that this article is 100 percent accurate. You're talking about the Deadspin one or, or ESPN's 100 percent okay. accurate, 50 percent accurate, 25. We don't know how mm-hmm. the percentage of accuracy here, especially when there's anonymous sources and things like that. Um, I personally lean on the this is extremely accurate. Um, I trust all these reporters uh, and journalists here. But with that being said, there is some air of we could possibly be wrong. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember that when we are saying things like uh, they are cheaters, they've been cheating for the past over a decade. Uh, they should get the death penalty, things like that. Because if this was the NCAA and the BCS, we'd be saying death penalty. We would. It would They'd be getting Penn SMU. Style. Yeah, Penn State SMU treatment here. Mm-hmm. They would be done for years. I mean, we would try and aim because Penn State got off really easy. Um, and not initially. Initially, they got a decent punishment. But we would be looking at like SMU territory of you guys will be destroyed. Yeah. And you will never come back from this because that's what it is. If you have been cheating and disgracing slash disrespecting mm-hmm. the NFL for what is it like 15 years now, then that that's a joke. I mean, that really they're saying from like 2002 to now, they and have just been doing for, things like this just for, if we do have some younger listeners out there, uh-huh. that time is not just Roger Goodell. So if you've been a football fan and all you've known is Roger Goodell, some of that time was Paul Tagliabue. Mm-hmm. However, Goodell was still the COO of the NFL. Still heavily involved. And I think a big thing with it, too, is it's it's fairly well accepted that mm-hmm. Robert Kraft was one of the guys pushing Goodell on of, like, this is the guy. This is the guy we want. So if the Patriots do have this long legacy of cheating, and I will say there is about, like, a six-year gap, six, seven-year gap in there where there's no, like, discernible – Yes, they are currently cheating type of things like that. So that's something to not overlook. Um, But with that being said, if they've been cheating for this long period of time, even with a gap in there and Robert Goodell or Roger Goodell and Robert Kraft are all in there, like it's just completely dirty. I mean, there's nothing the NFL can really do. You know what this kind of sounds like? Shouldn't it just be at one point where you say, no, this Patriots organization, can't we pull an NBA and say, Mm -hmm. too bad owner, sell your team? Oh, because See, and why? I mean, you I'm wanna, not saying the NFL should do that. You want to know why that would never happen in the NFL? Roger because Kraft. well, a Robert kind of craft, but it's in the NFL. The owners have way more power than the owners in, in the, the uh, NBA. NBA. Plus, in the NBA, even when you went to, I mean, there weren't all four. David Stern, mm-hmm. but when what's his face, the Clippers guy that I forgot his name, that the one you said yeah. that you mentioned didn't sell his team. I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. He was a racist, anyways, or sexist. I can't even remember what he was, mm. what he had said. I think he said a racist comment. That's why he had to sell the team. But Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling, that there was it, it. And the owners in the NBA mm-hmm. are more sided with the commissioner. Yeah. And especially on that one where the owners voted all of them, you sell your team. Well, to in be the, fair, I think the, in the NFL, in the, NFL, the owners would no, say, yeah, Robert Kraft, no, get no, the no. fuck out. In the NFL, if there was I a vote, fe- well, I feel like it's mm. more not 
it wouldn't be owners with commissioners side by side. Mm-hmm. It's more of, and you see this every single time we talk about Goodell having to talk to the owners. It's combative. Like, okay, we got to get this done. I don't know how the owners are gonna. It's more of a confrontational thing, which is not how it's in supposed the NBA. to be. It's not. The commissioner is every, supposed to not well, only represent the league, but really represent the owners. Is who the commissioner is kind mm-hmm. of more in line with, as opposed to the. Players Association. It's typically Owners v. Players Association. And Roger Goodell, yeah, he's kind of in the middle, but he's more towards the owner. He's supposed to be, it seems. Uh, no, I'm not necessarily saying that the that the that Kraft needs to sell his team or they need to be destroyed. But if these things are accurate, like there is no bouncing back from that. I'm you all can't for... just let this team continue to exist after disgracing the NFL well, so many times. And I know me and you are torn on this. What I'm going to bring up right now, mm-hmm. if it's true, Patriots, you know, stole playbooks, signal called, deflated footballs. I'm all for a banning Belichick from football saying, bye bye. You cannot be a part of this job anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even anywhere. Bye bye. You're gone. Go coach in college if you want Two, Brady. Bye bye. You're gone. Mm-hmm. Three. And this is the part where me and you are torn about vacating the Super Bowl wins. Yeah. You know what? You want a la Reggie Bush. You know what? Those Super Bowls, they didn't happen kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Because the one thing, and I know, Mark, that you're the guy where it's like, well, you know what? You can't vacate those Super Bowls because they happened. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of leeway where I'll work with you. Maybe keep, okay, Patriots, fine. You can have them because your team won the Super Bowl. But in regards to, like, Tom Brady, since we're banning him anyways, Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're talking about, oh, Tom Brady, he won this many Super Bowls. No, no, no. You get banned and your Super Bowls get vacated. You are now worse than Dan Marino Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And I'm all for that if they're found for cheating because, I mean, we hear this saying all the time. From Goodell, from the owners, whenever we have anything in the NFL, we hear this phrase, and this is the that would be the only way to make it true: the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. We how many times do we hear? Well, we just want to show, we just want to keep the integrity of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, this is true. Obviously, cheating isn't keeping the integrity of the game. Ban them, get them out of football. Bye bye, pretty boy. The the thing that. The one thing about this, though, I think we already know that the Patriots have cheated. It's been proven they've cheated. Uh, and Deflategate, even though, like, like we said, like I have said, the biggest thing about Tom Brady's suspension, even though I did think it would stick, was there was no smoking gun. We did not have videotape of there, Tom Brady. There could have been a smoking things. gun, though. I mean, deflating balls. Well, there could have been a smoking gun. But they never were a part of the process. The mm-hmm. two employees that were that's suspended. Not, I that's not that's not what I mean by smoking gun. I mean smoking gun is y- you shot the yeah, man no, and know. we see it in the your hands. Evidence, yeah. yeah. However, the if they the two that were suspended, mm-hmm. if they were involved in the process, sure. I feel like the court never overturns this appeal. And, and the thing is too, though, that or deflating the the ruling, I should say, deflate gate. And as much as I hate having to keep saying Deflategate, you know how I feel about this. Balgazi, as Deadspin likes to yeah. call it instead. Uh, th- that's actually fairly minor. I mean, this I I still stand by 
even if those balls were fully inflated, the Colts were going to lose no matter what. They were yeah, not as good as a football team. Let me Hold on, though. Let me try and get to this. Yeah. Uh, so that's not what I'm worried about. And we already know that they cheated. Because it's minor. We already know they cheated with Spygate. Mm-hmm. Everybody accepts that. It's Even, just compounding. The, it's compounding. And the worst part of the whole thing is the Roger, the uh, supposed mm-hmm. Roger Goodell, Jeff Pash cover-up. The cover-up sponsored by the NFL to say, we're going to sweep this under the rug. We did our investigation. For those of you who can't see, that's air quotes. Uh, And then we're going to come back the next day, lock the doors, shred shit, and tear up some tapes, destroy them. That's where it gets bad. And if this is all 100% accurate and everything like that, should Belichick maybe be banned? It's hard to argue that he shouldn't, but it's kind of too late. Mm -hmm. Should Tom Brady be kicked out? Maybe, but it's kind of too late. You know, if you did it right after deflate, that's I mean, why right I say after vacate Spygate, the wins, vacate them. That's that's why I am more of the you can't. I don't think vacate, and I'll get back to this point in a second. I don't necessarily think vacate. I'm more of the Pete Rose treatment of one of the greatest of all time, but you're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, and there there are other there are steroid era players mm-hmm. who will have the same situation well, from baseball. Okay, the stair. Here's the difference, though. Pete Rose can't be in the Hall of Fame because he's banned from baseball. Yes. That means he can't even be up for a vote. Mm-hmm. In baseball, steroid players can still be up for a vote. They just, they can't. They're and not going to get not in. Gonna get, well, they're yeah. not going to get voted in yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like as we get more and more of the old writers mm-hmm. start cycling out and the new young, I would even say like us, because we're yeah. getting up there to where maybe even guys in their 30s get like shuffled mm-hmm. in. There's more and more youthful writers that'll say, fuck it. Like, it was steroids. Everyone yeah. did it. It made the game fun because we actually had offense and we weren't going through one to nothing pitcher duels. Mm. And now, they mm. can still get voted in. I'm all for the, you're banned from football, Tom Brady. You will never get into the Hall of Fame. The, the, I, and I still have to come back to, to Roger Goodell. I have not forgotten about that. Um, I will come back to him because he's not totally clean. And, and this, yeah, I, I need to get back to the uh, league sponsored cover up, essentially. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I really want to say for for Tom Brady, I think the biggest slap in the face, though, is for like, go ahead, have your career be as good as you want, Tom Brady. But you will never be in the Hall of Fame because that is the last hurdle. You know, for these players, I mean, look at, I hate to say Madden as an example, but look at Madden and like my player and franchise stuff like that. The last goal is to get into the Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. for all these competitors, these athletes, they're so competitive that they want to be the very best. They want to show that I am among the, you know, five best players of that year because I got into the Hall of Fame. I was a first ballot to go in at the end and say, sorry, Tom Brady, you'll never get in. That will bug him for the rest of his life. Yeah, vacating the stuff will probably bug him too. But he's gonna sit That's there. That's why and go, I say you gotta do both. But he's gonna sit there and say, "Yeah, but I got the tape. Watch the tape. I won that game. At least with the Hall of Fame, you will never wear the jacket. You will never be in the Brotherhood." I get it, but I feel like if you, it's kind of like when they vacated mm-hmm. Bush's Heisman. Yeah, you played great that entire season, but guess what? When we remember you as a Heisman, no, the Heisman Trophy commercials, we still we never do, bring though. up Reggie Bush. We don't I've, bring him up, but I've we still totally, remember that he won. I've it. totally almost forgotten him as a Heisman. Great season, but to me, he's not a Heisman because it was vacated. I, I, but that's see, what I feel like the we have thing to do with Tom Brady. The thing if, about if, that if, is, if, though, if they were 
found cheating. Mm. The thing about that, but we know he cheated for those. That's but the thing. You know what we I mean. We know he cheated. You for know those. what I mean. So it, that's why I feel like it's kind of too late in that sense. But like the thing about the vacation of wins, like what you know, we uh, Joe Pa, for example, mm-hmm. we took away his wins. But we all know he's the. We all know he has the most wins in college football history. It do, those wins are there. We can see them on paper. We can see that the Patriots won with quarterback blank. We know it's Tom Brady. Like nothing changes with that. That's why I I like it better. And this is kind of I think maybe it's a little sadistic, but I like it better as the slap in the face of yes, Tom Brady, you did win, but too fucking bad. Four Super Bowls doesn't mean shit. I say you do. Why not do You're both? not getting in. Why because not do he's both? Because I think that the the problem that I have with the vacation of things is just that it's pointless. I see it as pointless because he knows he won. We, knows he, we know he won too. And on paper, quarterback X. You know, it's not like it goes down to I'm not. Well, yeah, Ryan Mallett was there. No, Ryan Mallett wasn't there when they won Matt the last Castle. Super Bowl. Castle. Um, I want to say it was Castle. Whoever doesn't. I, it doesn't matter to me too much. Someone can correct me in the comments. Could section. be Brian Hoyer. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> it, it really is possible. Uh, but yeah, it's not like it's going to be. Here's, let's just say Castle, for example. It's not like Castle suddenly becomes the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Here's the only reason why I'm okay with the vacation of like Super Bowl win stats because of when five years down the line after mm. Tom Brady's been banned and he's gone from football, when we are talking about well. Here are the Super Bowl, like, the quarterbacks with the most Super Bowl wins. Mm-hmm. His name never shows up because we vacated them. We've basically stopped remembering it. It may have already happened, Mark. Yeah. You and I know it happened. Can't get however, rid of history. However, for the new fans that the NFL gains mm-hmm. every day, it's not shoved down their throats. So let's say five years, even ten years down the line, Someone who's 15, let's say 15 years. So five mm. years, a 15-year-old gets Someone into football. Someone just born today. Just gets into football mm-hmm. at 15 years old, five years from now. When they get to 35, even 25, mm. they're, it's like they don't even remember Tom Brady. And that's what I mm-hmm. think the vacation does. For the younger fans, it basically, it's like you were never there. I still... I understand what you're saying, and there's some validity to it for sure. But I think the like conversation as we, as does we come get up older, still. As we get mm-hmm. older, and I'm using the Reggie Bush again, go talk to someone who's 15 years old, or mm-hmm. maybe even they a little probably bit younger. don't know who Reggie Won't Bush remember is. Remember Reggie Bush because yeah. no one talks but, about him as a Heisman. But I think the the only thing that I still have the issue, with, and you know, this is just our our hang up here, and we're going to continue to have it, uh, is just that the com- I mean, Reggie Bush is different because he won a Heisman. Tom Brady won four Super Bowls. He's going to come up in conversation. When you have not if you vacate and then he will talk. He will though. He's gonna come up because we we know that he won it. Yeah, maybe in thirty years he won't really come up that Mm -hmm. much. Uh, but by then, you know, we'll be flag football anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Uh, But like in thirty years, he might not come up that much. But right now, twenty, you know, nine twenty maybe. But like let's say seven, ten years down the line, when we have the conversation about the best quarterback, Tom Mm -hmm. Brady's been retired for five years now. Whatever it might be. ESPN's still going to bring him up. They're still going to bring up that Tom Brady, quote unquote, won four Super Bowls. He's still going to come up in that case. See, I I feel like it may be the same thing as Mm -hmm. look at ESPN. That's the example I just used. When they talk about past Heisman winners, how many times do they bring up Reggie Bush? Reggie Bush won one. Tom Brady's won four. But I feel like still it's just like, okay. 
We vacated the wins. Guys, and when I say guys, the media, we got to do the same thing with Reggie Bush that we did, mm-hmm. or do here that we did with Reggie Bush. That's the only way we're going. That's the only way vacation effects is if yeah. we just totally The media forget. has to jump yeah. buy into. Which I feel like it's Tom Brady, so will they? Probably not. No. Well, I mean, he's won the most Super Bowls combined. I mean, for a quarterback mm-hmm. tied with, of course, Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana. So, I mean, he's never going to not come up, I think. I feel like I'm all for the mm-hmm. not getting into the Hall of Same thing. with Belichick. He'll However, always However, I feel like the va- like the vacation mm-hmm. is the thing. Like, we're vacating your wins just because you cheated. However, the, the real stinger, because like you said, that may not hurt Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That's like the, okay, that's what we're doing. But then the real stinger. Yeah. Like, that's the dagger goes in. But, okay, it didn't kill him. The twist mm. of the dagger is the Hall of Fame part. I personally just. You got to have mm. both of them as a one-two punch. I'm going to start to move us in a different direction so we're not Go too ahead. much in circles. Go ahead. Uh, and once again, will Ricky can see that I have of like uh, my finger out to remind myself that I still need to talk about Roger Goodell. <laughs> I am reminding myself I need to get back to Roger You're Goodell. You're reminding yourself with a finger? I'll forget. Well, because I know I got a random <laughs> finger pointing out in a random direction. Uh, you want to get to Goodell right now so you don't forget? I need to say one okay, thing first. Okay. Uh, I actually think if we're vacating anything from anybody, it's more likely to be Belichick. That too. Because Belichick's the one who created the cheating atmosphere. Vacate his coaching one. He's the one who's more likely to have anything taken no away. No longer one of the greatest coaches in football. I'm fine with that. So according to these articles, Roger Goodell, uh, Jeff Pash involved as well, basically had a sponsored by the NFL cover-up mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of You're Spygate. getting into the tapes. Yeah. The eight that they destroyed. Uh, yeah, th- this is the, they destroyed tapes. Okay. They destroyed years worth of scouting that they did on coaching signals. Things like that, uh, playbooks that you know they stole, things like that, whatever it might be. Um, so those, the, this is the biggest thing that Roger, especially coming straight in right at the beginning mm-hmm. of his, this is like in the start of his second season or whatever. They walk in, they do their quote unquote due diligence, then like the next day, pretty much come back in, shut the door, shred shit, destroy shit, you know, throw stuff on the ground, break tapes, whatever it might be. That is just. That is the thing that now that this comes out, that is inexcusable. And then they to have them come out with to saying two teams that are affected say, come out with reports that say you are fine with what we did, and then change what and they then change uh, supposedly according to Mike Martz, change what he said later on. Um, that is just that is inexcusable, and that is the thing when you see that integrity of the league be damned. Roger Goodell and Jeff Pash are forced to step down. They have mm-hmm. no, in my mind, they have no choice. No one gives, I mean, really, does anybody care about Jeff Pash? He's just kind of a member of no. the legal team. But uh, for for Roger Goodell, everybody hates Roger Goodell anyways. Mm-hmm. And I've actually always been the person who said Roger Goodell doesn't need to step down because he does his job of making money for the NFL yeah. extremely well. But now I'm saying no. <laughs> That's all changed if this is true. If this is accurate... Roger Goodell needs to leave immediately, and we need a new commissioner who's going to not sweep stuff under the rug, who's not going to cover up the scandal created by the organization mm-hmm. of his friend who pushed him into his job. Do we job. know if this is for sure true? For we, sure true? We don't know if it's 100% okay. true. With everything in this article, Here, we don't. Uh, here's one thing I'm going to say, mm-hmm. and it's kind of going to go off of 
if you look at Roger Goodell's job description, yeah, I know he makes a lot of money, but I don't want that job. Mm-hmm. Because just for the listeners, mention a few of the things Goodell's had to deal with during his tenure. Oh, man, it's been rough. Uh, well, we can start with Spygate. Spygate. We had the lockout. Uh, we had Bountygate. We had the referee lockout. We had uh, Adrian Peterson and Ray Rice. We have all the concussion issues and the lawsuits. Uh, Richie Incognito and uh, Martin. Uh, Did you mention the referees? Yep. Those are the ones that pretty much I can come to mind. Seven. And if you count count Spygate, because it was kind of in between. Okay. I I said that one counts, too. Here's the thing I think the NFL needs to do. I think I might have forgotten Deflategate, though. Deflategate. Well, Spygate, Deflategate, same thing. Kind of one goes into the other because the one thing I think with that and final kibosh on it is Goodell thought, well, you know what? Penalties should have probably been steeper for Spygate. I'm going to get them here. I don't think he thinks that they should have been steeper. It's more of the owners saying you better not let the Patriots get get away with another thing. But here's what I think needs to happen in the NFL. There needs to be a discipline committee. And what this committee would be, their main job would be, for example, deflate gate. Instead of going to Roger Goodell for a suspension, it goes to the committee. They talk it out for a little bit. They say, this is what I think the suspension should be. Who, who would comprise this, this panel, Ricky? Easy. You get one guy, probably, uh, what's his name that you mentioned? Not Goodell, but... Who are you talking about, Jeff Pash? Pash. Get somebody Pash from, has got to go too. Wait, fuck Pash. You get somebody from the league who may have that legal kind of mm-hmm. background. Boom. One person from the league. You get either an ex owner or an ex exec, kind of like. And I'm only throwing his name out there because he's the guy I think of, kind of like a Bill Polian, mm-hmm. where used to be in the front office of a team but isn't no more. Isn't no more. Isn't no more. Maybe an Mm ex-coach. Not like I'm still looking for coaching jobs. These are all people that I am done with football. Yeah. Maybe an ex-coach and a retired player. Because then you are covered. You have somebody that can, an exec, a coach, a player, someone from the league, and then maybe like a fifth person. So Mm -hmm. the, the reason why you want to keep the panel at an odd number is because if there's ever a vote, you're never going to have a tie. Yeah. It's always going to be three to And that last person, I personally would say for that last role, it should be someone who's really not related to the NFL at all. Yeah. Just get some random ass person. I don't know. I mean, not like, you know what I mean? Not a random ass person, but like get a legit, just I'm Mm -hmm. a lawyer, you know, type of thing like that. Um, Yeah, I think that's good, but I think that's how it would work just Mm -hmm. before, just so I can finish it. Deflate gate. I'm going to use that as an example. Goes to the committee. They would say and they would vote on. First, does it need a suspension? If it does, let's say they say yes, four games. Here's your suspension. Yeah. They could, it could either go one of two ways. It could go, here's your suspension, or it could slid over to Goodell. What are your thoughts? Because mm-hmm. he is the reigning king of the NFL. He signs off on it. Boom, it goes. Or he goes, you know what, guys? Think about it a little bit, kind of a thing. Kind of like 
checks and balances in our own government. Yeah, you're, yeah, the legislative and the executive in this case, where, where he, he can send it back, he can veto it basically and say nope, and he Sorry, can go, guys. you know what, think about it. Otherwise, just mm-hmm. sign off on it because I feel like all these things that are happening. It's kind of bogging Goodell down. Well, plus he's already he can't proved, do everything. He's proven to be incompetent at this stuff, anyways. Yeah, all of his suspensions get reduced or thrown out. Not all, but pretty much every single one of them gets mm-hmm. taken away. So I think this would negate that a little bit. And but this, and the, like I said, mm-hmm. this way it, the players' association can't bitch because there's a Which, former I mean, player. Yeah, but they probably will anyways yeah, because no, that's but their job. A former player. Too. If you want it, fine. Have three former players, but mm-hmm. the number has to be odd. Yeah, and it yeah, has to be yeah. odd. It, it does get tough. Of course, people are going to complain about allegiances and stuff like that. Like, oh, but Terry Bradshaw is the coach. We all know who Terry Bradshaw is going to support. Pa- the Steelers. He's never going to throw Terry Steelers. Terry Bradshaw, under the bush. in my mind, wouldn't be. Also, another I'm just using sti- that well, as an example. Another we all stipulation know who that I just thought of because you said that. Mm-hmm. If they're a former coach, if they have any ties to a media outlet, you can't be on this committee. Mm-hmm. I even think you have things like, all right, let's say just because to let's say Terry Bradshaw's on there, and Big Ben somehow has something that comes up. All right, Terry, you step aside. Yeah, we're gonna put John Gruden in there. Yeah, you know, if you have a he's con- the other guy. If stuff. there's a conflict of interest, yeah. I mean that's. I mean, that's situation. That's simple. That's law. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how lawyers work. Yeah. You have conflict of interest. You but excuse need, yourself. There needs to be a discipline panel. There and needs the to thing be I'll one say about that, there should be one. That would be good. I think we've proven that we really mm-hmm. need one. Uh, but it's something that should be introduced by the new commissioner, assuming that all this this cover up is true and assuming we can even prove it, because really, it's going to be really hard to prove something where all we have are anonymous sources at this mm-hmm. point because it happened six years ago. Actually, this happened like eight years ago. Uh, so, yeah, this is something that needs to be introduced by the new commissioner because integrity of the league is all you've been putting. Like, that's what your namesake the, has been, Roger Goodell. The integrity of the game. Integrity of the game. Integrity, integrity of, of the, the league. Game. It, this is what you have been saying all this time, and you've proven that you haven't been following it yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, this is impeachable, right? If it's true, this Maybe. is impeachable. Get him out. Hey, I don't, it, may, honestly, it makes Bill Clinton look like a slap on the wrist. Um, yeah, I, and I think <laughs> we I, we could get into that if we really wanted. But I mean, I would say that this is more of the Richard Nixon scenario than I was a, thinking than Watergate a, uh, as well, but than a Clinton example. Well, I wasn't. I was saying that Clinton's looks. A lot, far a lot least, like yeah, not less, so bad. Yeah. He just got a blowjob and <laughs> lied about it. Um, but yeah, for this, I mean, it's just this looks really bad. I mean, you are supporting your friends, you're mm-hmm. covering up for your friends, you are disgracing the league, all all these things, and it had ramifications for down the line, as mm-hmm. we can see. Spygate didn't just go away; it became this culture within, yeah, uh, within the Patriots organization. Uh, maybe there was a cover up for Bounty Gate too, but as far as we know, there wasn't one. So is it coincidental that Robert Kraft's team, the guy who, like I keep saying, pushed him into this job, mm-hmm. pushed him into this role, is the one that got the uh, cover up? Or maybe it is just the simple fact that this is my second season. This happened in two thousand, you know, six or whatever yeah, when I first came in. So I'm going to cover this up. I'm going to, I'm going to put in a real life analogy here for the because like it was 18 months into his commissionership that Spygate happened 
I could see it as one of those things. Like I have a few friends right now who just getting their first teaching job. Mm-hmm. And the one thing you ask them is, oh, well, I got this idea for this. They're band guys. So, of course, you can have a little bit more leeway than like a math teacher. But, yeah, I have this idea. However, I don't know if I want to bring it up because I don't want to rock the boat my first year. Yeah. That's kind of what Goodell, I could kind of see it as, okay, I'm going into my second year. I really don't want to piss anybody off right now mm-hmm. because oh, I'm sure. still relatively new. I Yeah, that's definitely a thing. It's something, a scandal that happens at the very beginning is not good. Um, especially... Especially for the longevity of your career in this yeah. case. He wanted to just push something under well, the rug. Well, because it painted his career with this Yeah, stuff. he wanted to push it under the rug so it's not as bad. The mm-hmm. NFL doesn't look as bad. Um, although, I mean, really, when you look at it, all he had to do was say, no, we are not putting up with this. Integrity of the league, you know, that type of thing. We are going to stomp down. That's all he had to do in that case if he wants to be the authoritarian that he's been for most of this. It's just, to me... We, I guess we can, like we say, we can't know 100% that this is true, that this cover-up really happened. But if the reports are accurate and mm-hmm. they are right, if they're not, throw this podcast out, you know. Yeah. But if they are accurate. Then he might need to step down. Not might, he needs to step down because he is the guy who covered it up. That is, the, I just, that is the president of the United States saying, uh, you know, we did this horrible, horrible thing here. I'm going to personally cover it up. It's kind of like if Nixon, like Nixon does Watergate, doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, it's if if Nixon was, well, he resigned, but he yeah. would have been impeached. If he doesn't get, if he still remained president after Watergate. That is what we would have here yeah. if this was true and Roger Goodell was still the commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, lesser scale, we're talking about football <laughs> as opposed the to States. the United States government. Um, but, you know, for some people, they care about football more than the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just uh, it's I don't even know if things are true. All these guys, I'm sorry, they need to get wiped out. I mentioned the death penalty earlier. Yeah. I wish it was college football. So that way an organization could just say, and unfortunately, Roger Goodell is the organization here, could just come in and say, sorry, Patriots. You guys will never be the same. Mm-hmm. You will never compete SMU style. Yeah. Have fun trying. Have fun saying decades trying to get back to prominence. It will never happen. Like I said, I am all for if it's like, okay, cheated for sure. And I know we know, like you say, oh, we know they cheated. Brady, Belichick, banned from football, wins, Super Bowls, vacated from both of you. That's what I'm okay for. Well, what I want to get into next, where we'll close the podcast with a little bit more lighthearted conversation Mm -hmm. as we're not talking about banning people from football. Here's how this is going to work. And this is how it's going to work all season. Me and Mark are going to talk about some of the big games this upcoming week. Some of the things we're looking forward to. However, on past podcasts from last year, we would usually make picks for every single game. We're going to do something different this year. If you want to check out our picks, There will be a link in the description to this video or podcast if you're on SoundCloud where me and Mark picked the top games of the week and we made our picks. We're not going to make any picks on this podcast. The only pick we will make is at the very end, Mark has a game for me. I have a game for Mark. We pick the respective game. We don't know what game is coming from the other. So that's how it's going to be each week. And I think, Mark, it's kind. we have to kind of start from game one. Yeah. We talked about the Patriots. Thursday, they play the Steelers, who's not, they're not going to have Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. They won't. 
Well, uh, the Patriots won't have LeGarrette Blunts either. Yeah. And the Patriots, let's all remember this uh, this preseason, they've looked awful. Uh, so I actually think, you know, the maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers are beneficial having Tom Brady come back because there's been so much going on that his mind's probably not all that clear. Mm-hmm. At least Jimmy Garoppolo was really fighting for something. He was fighting for that job he's going to get somewhere else. You mean that Jimmy Garoppolo kid? Yeah, that Garoppolo. <laughs> I think he's Italian. Uh, but, you know, with with uh, Tom Brady, it's yes, whew, he's wiping the sweat off his mm-hmm. forehead and all that. Uh but they've looked really bad. So it's going to take, I think, I still think the, the, no, I'm not giving them like, you know, oh, and four here in these first four games still, but I do think they're going to slowly ease back into it. They got to kind of get back in. Here's the two things I'm, and this is more of the Steelers side of the football. Mm-hmm. Two things I'm looking forward to. I know we said you return all 11 of your starters on offense. However, how do you come out with two of them not playing? Le'Veon Bell won't be playing. Bryant won't be playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they got Ant- and Antonio Brown. So, I mean, Martavius Bryant, who the fuck cares? But also, on the defensive side of the ball, this is the first game we are going to see. Well, for me and you, this is the first Steelers game me and you are going to watch where we don't see wonderful flowing hair, Troy Palomalu, mm-hmm. suiting it up for the Steeler football. Yeah, at least live, obviously. Um <laughs> I, I think I'm really excited to see some Todd Haley offense uh, and, and how it continues to progress. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why, you know, Lavian Bell, yeah, he's not there, but I, I still think we're going to have Big Ben being a great passer, um, not being able to be knocked down because, of course, he's Big Ben. And I, I think they're going to be able to throw on this Patriots uh, defense. And yeah, you might have had a defensive play win you the Super Bowl, but you're not a defensive team still. No, you're an offensive team. And and, and people are ignoring that because... Uh, and the Steelers have always been defense to steal curve. Yeah, but with a good offense, too. Yeah. And, and I think people have been ignoring that just because of that defensive play. I will say, though, Mark, it is kind of hard not to, not to ask you at this point, what's your pick for this game? It is very hard. That's what we're used to. But let's move on to another game. Here's a game Mm -hmm. that just intrigues me for this week. Because if you look at the line, it's even. When I see that, it's like, okay, we don't know who's going to win. Obviously, we don't know who's going to win or lose. Brian Hoyer, Mm -hmm. starting his first game for the Texans. The Chiefs, I mean, Chief fans, you kind of met me at my prediction of the team. This is an interesting game for me in Houston because of more so the Texans side of it of, Brian Hoyer, quarterback, what can we expect from this Texan defense? That is what, that's why I'm going to watch this game on red zone. It's going to, well, you don't watch games on red zone. You watch the end of things, end of drives on red zone, Ricky. No, I don't know. Um, if, you have, if I'm over at uh, Dave's house, he's got direct TV. They've got individual channels for all of them. I, I'm not a red zone they watcher. Don't, they don't for me. I love red zone. I am a red zone guy. I like it, the, I like seeing the whole game. That's me personally. I'm one of those. Once you go commercial free, you can't go back. Oh, I mean that's true. You can't go. I cannot watch a game on Fox. I can't. You can just because commercials blow my mind. Record it and come in 30 minutes late. I can't. Then you don't have any commercials. I but anyway, I can't watch it late either. To talk about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs or and the, the Houston Texans, the chefs and uh, the Texans. This is going to be. I mean, this is a close matchup here. I actually think that the Chiefs have a good ability to to pull away with this one. Um, 
My big except thing is that, that defense. Yeah, I was going to say, except for the defensive line is just so terrifying to go up against. I mean, you've got J.J. Watt, Will Fork. Is Clowney, for sh- is Clowney good to go? I think so. I if thought he, he was. If he's good to go, it's like, boom, mind blown. You also got Cushing, even though some people are kind of low. Like that, I read something today where someone's like, well, the tell you, if Brian Cushing doesn't have a good year, they could move on from him. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Move on from Brian Cushing? Are you crazy? He's a madman. I mean, the only thing on this defense that doesn't scare me is their secondary. Mm. And with the Chiefs, unfortunately, they don't throw touchdowns. I know. Well, the Chiefs, unless all you got to do is double team Jamal Charles and Travis Kelsey, and you're good. Mm -hmm. Because to me, I know, I know, I'm going to mention his name because I'm going to throw him under the bus. I know one of our big listeners, Josh. Was not he was disappointed was the he phrase was disappointed. he used with my Chiefs video, but Josh and I'm speaking to you right here directly. Yeah, Jeremy Macklin may have looked good, but until you score a touchdown with a wide receiver, I am going to continue to think you can't score with wide receivers. Yeah, that's D- what I'm going to think. You're doubting until you're proven wrong. I mean, look at Dwayne Bow. Over to Dwayne mm. Bow. Used to be great. Alex Smith comes to town, doesn't throw to wide receivers. I just think the biggest thing that hurts Houston to me is just very mediocre quarterback play. Brian Hoyer. Uh, or Brian, Brian Mallett. They're the or same thing. Tom Savage. Tom, well, Tom Savage is worse <laughs> than both those guys. But it's just mediocre uh, play. I mean, we've already seen what we got out of... Brian Hoyer. Hoyer does have some upside, though. I mean, he did play well in mm. Cleveland before he got injured. Yeah, he did play well for a little bit, and then things went downhill. Notice how I quickly said before he got yeah. injured. <laughs> went downhill pretty quick. Uh, but no, he actually he did pretty well, and people thought he was the real deal. Mm-hmm. Then she, nothing happened afterwards. Um, so I just don't think there's anything to... I mean, and the thing about these two guys, too, is when you're in training camp and not one of these quarterbacks just... Blows the other guy out of the water, wins it. I don't feel good about that. Mm-hmm. If I'm a Houston Texans fan, I'm like, Brian Hoyer, why couldn't you go out and win yeah. the job? Why did it have to come down to the end of, all right, we're going to go with the best option, and it's <laughs> Brian Hoyer because Ryan Mallett is not good enough to win it. Uh, you know, We don't have Russell Wilson going out there and beating Matt Flynn. We don't have Matt Flynn going out there again in uh, Oakland and mm-hmm. losing his job. You know, we don't have that type of situation. Um, we don't have Tyrod Taylor out there. I was just going to mention Going him. up and winning Man, that job. He did win that job. Yeah, he, he won, won it. won that job. And I was going to say, he is the only reason why that Bills-Colts game is intriguing to me. Because, yeah, we like I'm expecting the Bills' defense to be good. Mm-hmm. But can Tyrod Taylor still play when the starters are out there for Indy? Yeah. And also, I think a lot of people are sitting there looking uh, at Andrew Luck going, man, make a statement. Make a statement <laughs> against a good defense in that first game mm-hmm. and just go out there and throw four interceptions. I mean, four touchdowns. I mean, make a statement and throw four interceptions, too, mm-hmm. if you want. I would be interested to see that. But either way, throw four of something. Uh, yeah, people are going to be looking for that. That's going to be a fun one to well, watch. I mean, we've got... This week alone, we have the Texans had a quarterback battle. Hoyer's going to start over Mallet. Uh-huh. The Browns had a quarterback battle. We've got Josh McCown starting over Manziel. The Jets had a quarterback battle. Their QB, main QB, got, got punched, punched in, in the, the jaw. Face. He got street fightered in the face KO. Fitzpatrick's going to start for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor wins the job in Buffalo. Kirk Cousins is starting in Washington, and then in Tampa Bay, 
you have Winston and Mariota, rookie via rookie and yeah. that one. And I believe those are the main ones that had quarterback battles, unless you want to count the Eagles. But they have we all know Sam Bradford was going to start. Well, I mean, some people thought Tim might do it. Timmy, Tim. oh man, I was I'm, I was excited getting, when Barkley got traded. Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I was so excited when Barkley because got traded. If you know me, when Tim Tebow came into the league, I was a Tim Tebow hater. Yeah, you still kinda, are. Kind of one of those things. No, I don't hate Tim Tebow anymore. You're a hater. I don't hate him. I actually wanted to see him make the team. I was excited when they traded but Matt let's, Barkley. Let's be real. You wanted to see him make the team to complete the uh, oh, no. destruction of Not the Eagles. All. I feel like if there's anyone that can run the Chip Kelly offense, it's a guy. It's there's either two quarterbacks. He in can't this throw NFL. the ball. There's he can't throw it. Two quarterbacks in this NFL that can run that system: Tim Tebow, and Marcus Mariota. That's it. No, Tim Tebow can't because he can't throw the ball, and he's too old. He can't run anymore. Nah, he he slowed down so much. He can't do anything. I mean, that's why he's not there still. Got a point. But my my joke that I made to you immediately as soon as uh, Barkley got traded was Chip Kelly is finally yep. his plan is coming together for mm-hmm. how he is going to fully destroy you know the was, Philadelphia you know what Eagles. Was even funnier than yours. It was a comic strip, and mm-hmm. I retweeted this from I don't even know who it was. I just saw it, and it was a comic strip of two like Eagle fans standing behind Chip Kelly, and the Eagle fans are like. The one just says, "Yeah, you don't think he's a Tebow fan?" And it's just Chip Kelly Tebowing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a Tebow fan, but I think uh, something else that's kind of well, Barkley. You know, he's just Barkley. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess at least there's another option there at quarterback oh, for Arizona, when Carson Palmer like, gets hurt. Man, when he goes down, Arizona's got their backup. Drew Stanton, you can move to third string now. I wouldn't be that confident in Barkley. I think Barkley's the second on that team now. I don't. I think he's. Compe- some- I think he would have competed for a backup job if he got there earlier. There were some people, Eagles fans, mm-hmm. that thought that Matt Barkley performed better than Tim Tebow. Well, it's Tim Tebow, ba- and that Barkley should have been still on the Eagles team. Well, he shouldn't have even been traded. He probably shouldn't have been traded. <laughs> uh, but Tim Tebow is not really hard I just competition. Don't get why you cut Tebow to sign Stefan Morris? Who is an old it, Miami quarterback? Yeah, it makes no sense Not to me old, either. Not old, old, but he's been in the league a couple years, I believe. I, I got a question for you, Ricky. Go ahead. Uh, about Hit another me. game. This one, people will be surprised that I'm bringing it up, but Jacksonville and Carolina. I was Should just Carolina gonna, be worried? Just going to ask you that. Only because just gonna say there's that. like there's nothing like they are in a trap game. I don't here. know. Apparently, we got a comment on the Jaguars video that I did. We got a novel. <laughs> we got a novel, which I respect uh, that. Apparently. I'm wrong in thinking, and I'm I'm quoting here. I'm following the sheep mm-hmm. when I say Jacksonville's not going to be good. I'm not following any sheep, people. Jacksonville's not going to be any good this year. I mean, I could meet the five and eleven prediction that I saw in one of the comments. Okay, cool. I can maybe see that there are some games where maybe Jacksonville surprised some people. But I'm going to say it now: Jacksonville and the Raiders. You guys are in the same boat. This year may not be the year. Next year may be it. You know what's the most important position, though, for the Jaguars this year? Wide receivers. Because Mm -hmm. if those Hearns, Robinson, if they don't step up, the Jaguars will have a top 10 pick. That's how bad they're going to be. And they're going to go. More than a top 10. And they're going to go wide receiver. I wouldn't be surprised if Hearns and Robinson Uh don't do well. And we see 
the old Miss guy, Laquan Treadwell, suiting up for Jacksonville next year. Yeah, I mean, Blake Bortles needs somebody to help him out out there. He they did, got he Julius. Was, they got Thomas now, but he's not going to be playing this game. Yeah, he's not going to play this game, weeks. and he doesn't have Peyton Manning throwing because he was a no name, mm-hmm. and Peyton Manning made him a real but deal. But I like how they took your question and just talked about the other team, Carolina. They're interesting to me because I mean the wide the starting two wideouts are going to be I can't remember his last name but his first name is Charles but Barkley Ron, Charles Barkley Ron, he's sitting up out there the interesting story about that is they call him Philly mm-hmm. he wants to go by his name Charles or something but Ron Rivera refuses to call him that he'll call him Philly that's which, funny I don't know if that's a nickname or something also, are you thinking you of Corey Brown by any chance. I'm just looking at the Ross. I do it not know be. this story, it but could, he's the only guy with a C name. Okay, it could be his name's Corey, but mm. they call him Philly Brown or something. I don't know. I saw a tweet from Gil Brandt about it today. Him and Ted Ginn, I believe, are the starters for this game at wide receiver. I mean, Ted Ginn for sure. That's not Do, that's we, need, not doubtable. do we need the junior on his name? Do I need to put um, the junior? Yeah, we should put it out there. Yeah, just so Ted Ginn and Corey Brown or Philly Brown, Ron Rivera. Were yeah, we should to call we should put court. the junior out there. Yeah, Ted Ginn. Yeah, ignore how, the junior. However, I'm interested to see how much of Devin Funches we see. I mean, I'm hope- he has to play some. I mean, I'm hoping from. I'll be honest. I'm a little biased in this game because I'm hoping the Panthers do well because in fantasy, I'm gonna throw mm. a fantasy thing out there. I'm in a dilemma this week. Do I go with, and I'm not going to listen to what you say because you're in this league, do I go with Cam Newton and Greg Olson against Jacksonville or Teddy Bridgewater and Kyle Rudolph against the Niners? Ricky, I I gave you real advice during the draft. There was no reason for (laughs) you to draft Cam Newton. He doesn't have wide receivers. He has Greg Olson. That's it. That's all he's got. You are counting... On that, yes, Greg Olson's great. I love the man. Go Bears, claw up. Uh, that's a combination of Greg Olson's two teams. And if you're sitting there thinking, huh, Ricky, like, I'm interested why you did that. You're thinking that because I drafted tight end, two tight ends and two quarterbacks with the same buy. Yeah. Yes, you did. Full pot on me. To me and r- <laughs> let's put it out there, Ricky didn't realize it until he, like, says, like, yeah, and then I got Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, you know, he's got a week five buy, right? Oh, and fuck. You, that, yeah. was my, that was my thought in my head. Because I thought about drafting him, but I had Ryan Tannehill, and I'm like, nope. Uh-uh. I'm not oh, going I just, I'm going to throw this one at you, mm-hmm. only because, and I mean, I could, with me, I could care less how this game goes. It's yeah. just more of a football fan game. But you're a fan of this team. Uh-huh. Just tell me as a Bears fan, what even if you lose the game against the Packers, what's mm-hmm. a win for you? What are you leaving this game going, okay, I feel good about this game? I'll get to that in a second, but I will say that if the Bears even stand a chance against the Packers, it's this game. First game, Jordy Nelson's not there. This is where the Jordy Nelson's going to have the most impact. Yeah, in that first game because they're still kind of getting other things established. And for John Fox and and Fangio and, and Gase out there to just come out and say, hey, guys. Everybody doubts us. Let's make a statement. Mm-hmm. This is the only game that I think they could that, that they have a chance with that. Um, and then it'll go back to you know not being that great five win yeah. team or something like that. Uh, a win is honestly not getting blown out. Just at the fourth quarter, having a chance that isn't just garbage minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy. 
he had a point when he said that, you know, they just beat the Bears. Uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but he he just like he's not worried about playing the Bears because we beat the Bears. You know, that's what we do. And that's true. The Bears. Yes, they're leading the um, the all time record. Mm -hmm. But if the Packers win both these games, which we kind of expect them to do, I believe they tie it this year. They tie the all time. Um, So honestly, it's just being able to compete at the end. If the Bears have a chance even if we get down to it and I see a Jay Cutler interception at the end, if it was down to, we could have won it with a touchdown. That's a win in my book because that means we competed, which is something we can't do and haven't been able to do against the Packers in years. I'm going to throw this out there and this is kind of a foreshadow to a video that's going to be up. It's Mm -hmm. either up right now or it's going to be up a little bit in the future from this podcast going up initially is my way too early mock draft because you got to throw one of those out there, right? Before oh, for the sure. season starts. This is going to be the most important season for Jay Cutler. The reason being is number one, I don't see the Bears as a good team. I believe if when I mapped it out for my wins and losses, the Bears have the ninth pick in my my 2016 draft based on the records for this year. And at number nine, if he's still sitting there, if Jay Cutler hadn't had a good season, there may be a chance the Bears go, Connor Cook's there. Fuck it, let's take him. I'm scared of uh, Michigan State quarterback, personally. Or here, to ease your pain, huh, Christian Hackenberg's still there. Fuck it, let's take him. I I think... um, The guy from Cal, fuck it, he's there. The point is... They'll think about taking a quarterback at that first, their first round. Well, they, I mean, Jay Cutler's in his thirties. They got to think about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're right in saying this is a big moment for him. I mean, his play throughout the season mm-hmm. really decides whether uh, John Fox and and, uh, and Ryan Pace say quarterback is our number one need. We need yep. first round, second round for or, our team. It is our, you know, three, four need. We'll get one in the third round and and start to develop him a little bit in like a two year plan. Or maybe they say, hey, we didn't cut fails. You know, we still can develop him because Jay Cutler is going to be gone in two years, maybe one year. So just one more year for fails and then he's ready to go. I'm going to throw this out there only because our newest staff writer on mostvaluablepodcast.com wrote up a little preview about the Bears Packers. Uh Uh-huh game this week and kind of the rivalry in 12 starts. Do you know off the top of your head, Jay Cutler's record against the pack against the Packers? I against think he pack. 12 all starts time. all time. Well, 12 starts with the bears, uh-huh. 13 starts overall. I believe he has won two. He's one in 12, one in 12. He's one in 12, including Close. one game with the Broncos and the NFC title game. Uh-huh. And he's had 14 touchdowns and 22 interceptions against the Packers. Yeah, the Packers just get him every just, time. And that, I mean, inflated a little bit, I believe. From where, Did he throw a lot of interceptions in that game where Aaron Rodgers just blew you out and had six touchdowns before half? Probably. A little bit inflated maybe Probably. from that game. Well, but. I, I think a thing, too, with, with Jay Cutler against the Packers, The re, I think mm-hmm. a big thing for Jay is uh, he makes poor decisions when it's directly on him if he has to win the game for you there's a good chance he's going to make a bad decision um he is a quarterback that does need support of a good team Mm -hmm. and he has not had a good team for the majority of his time in chicago and 
Green Bay is so good that they just score all over the Bears mm-hmm. defense all the time. It's not like when we had Lovey Smith's great defense at the end of, you know, Brett Favre's career at the beginning of Aaron Rodgers career where we could actually stop mm-hmm. them. Uh, we've had a shitty defense for so long as a Chicago Bears fan that Jay Cutler has to throw it. And then he makes mistake. I mean, you put him yeah. in a situation that he does worst at. Uh, so, yeah, his numbers definitely are going to look bad against the Packers. Unless you have any more games you want to talk about, I got two that I want to mm. just get your thoughts on before we wrap up. Number one, the number one versus number two picks in the NFL draft. Everyone knows uh-huh. my take. If you've listened to the primetime, yeah, the, prime you time, hate the outside kick, I hate Jameis. I'm a Marcus Mariota guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be obviously rooting for Mariota. What's your take on the, what are you expecting from this game from the rooks? Um, you know, I kind of expect a surprisingly decent game. I, I think we're going to, we're going to walk in and we're going to talk about the fact that they're rookie quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks make mistakes. Maybe we talk about, you know, uh, I think it was Peyton Manning that may had the maybe. No, I don't think it was Peyton. Manning. There's some great quarterback out there that had the quote of like, oh, man, if I uh, if my career depended on my first game, I wouldn't have played a second. Like I would not have played past my first well, season or Peyton something like that. Manning, I believe, lost to the Bengals in his first game. It's possible. And through like he went like one touchdown, three interceptions. Maybe kind of it game. is Peyton then. Uh, but yeah, it's like a quarterback that's just saying that, hey, I sucked my first game. You know, it oh, happens. He did. He did. It, it happened. Terrible. And, and it's something that comes up, especially when you have a rookie rookie battle, mm-hmm. uh, where we're going to talk about, hey, sometimes quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, are bad. Don't hit the panic button just yet. But I, think, however, uh-huh. like, and I'm just going to cut you off for one well, second. I, I think we're going to have a decent game. Well, not many mistakes. If I'm a rookie. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather be going up against another rookie at quarterback than going up against Peyton Manning on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Against Tom Brady on the other side of the ball. Big Ben. These guys where it's like, okay, I'm probably if I make a mistake, it is going to cost my team and I we are going to lose. It's one of those games where you walk in and you know, every drive, every drive, mm-hmm. every drive counts. If I make one mistake, we are out of it already. Uh yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't expect there to be tons and tons of mistakes. Yeah, there's probably going to be a couple of interceptions thrown by one of these guys. Uh, maybe both of them combined. Uh, but I think it'll be a pretty decent game. I don't think it'll be anything too special. I don't think we see, uh, you know, Cam Newton going out there setting records uh, like his first game. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to have a pretty decent game. And it wasn't the Bengals. It was Dan Marino's Dolphins. And I was right. One touchdown, three INTs for young Peyton. Peyton, the next game against New England, one touchdown, three interceptions, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. The best game he had was week seven, three and oh, mm-hmm. and he did it against Cincy later in the season. So just a little bit of don't panic. Bust. Your rookie quarterback. Just kinda. an example of Peyton Manning bust. The other game I want to get your thoughts on, mainly because A, one of these players is on your fantasy team, Great. B... Just the I gotta game. set my lineup too. Sunday night, the start of what everyone believes will be the Odell Odell Beckham sophomore slump uh-huh. versus the Cowboys. Does everybody think that, DeMarco. or is that just us? I think it's everybody. Okay, everybody is expecting a. Slump I'm glad from that people Odell. are jumping on the bandwagon with us. Everyone's um, expecting the Odell Beckham slump because they've talked about it on ESPN. Yeah, good, good. Uh, and sometimes, but some to be fair, sometimes ESPN is just really loud. And I love during our draft, Marcos. You know, I'm going to go against everything I've yep. said, but here's Odell. <laughs> I, I had 
I had like oh, I got, it, it upset me so much because I'm like Odell is the I best player on off. the. He's the best, but I'm like he's the best player on. So the board. So you just want BPA at that point? Yeah, he was the best player on the board, and I was like, I don't want to take him because I've been saying he's gonna not be as good this year, and I was like, oh, I gotta do it. BP, I'm gonna kick myself if I don't go BPA. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, the Giants, the Giants have what they need to be good. And it's the NFC East, also sometimes known the as the NFC, NFC least. <laughs> um, so who knows who's going to win? You know, people yell at me because I say it's a coin flip division, but it's a coin flip division. It's it a crapshoot. Except for the Redskins. Um, I mean, I guess who knows? <laughs> well, we, now we got they, the All-American The All-American Kirk Cousins. <laughs> uh, so who, who knows what he can He do. should just go out there with a cap shield. Just throw a cap <laughs> shield on his arm. He probably should. If if, uh, <laughs> if Cam Newton gets to be Superman, why can't he be Captain America? No, I know, right? Uh, but I think... Um, this is, to me, more important for the Cowboys than the Giants. I, I get I mean, whoever gets... The post-DeMarco Murray era starts in Dallas. Yeah, but it's also the Giants saying, hey, everybody doubted us and we weren't that great last mm-hmm. year. We're back. We are a competitor. Yeah, I just, for me, I'm mm-hmm. with me, maybe it's me looking more at, I mean, right now on rlids.com, who, where I get all the depth chart information I need, as of today, actually... Uh-huh. Darren McFadden listed as number one. Yeah, run yeah. DMC. How is he going to be in Ooh, the rhymed. absence of uh, Demarco Murray? And I, I think on the other side of it, of course, Odell Beckham's got to make a stand. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Cruz hopefully gets back there. Uh, Eli Manning's got to really do it too. And no JPP. No, you know, he's JPP. not going to be there. Uh, you mentioned. I mean, go to the Cowboys defense. How? Uh, Greg Hardy, if he plays, mm-hmm. Randy Gregory has been impressing in preseason. Can he yeah. get a couple sacks on Eli? Should be a great. I'm going to put it out there. Great Sunday I night hope game. So. Sunday night. But we are going to end the podcast. Do you want to give your game first or my game first? For um, you, you can give yours. I'll let you give yours. Okay. And then I'll do mine. Here is your game for the pick a winner, Mark. Mm. Browns Jets. Cool. And you want me to make my pick? Or do you want me to wait? Talk a little bit. Make your pick. Okay. What do you think about the game? Make your pick. Cleveland Browns, New York Jets. A game for the ages. <laughs> um, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I, I don't believe... I watched Josh McCown played really well in Chicago. Um, and then he went and was awful. Uh, just as he was before he got to Chicago. He's, didn't, he, didn't he tear apart those Cowboys with the Bears? Um, or was that the game Cutler came back and you guys got destroyed? I don't know. He played a few games. I f- forgot that season existed. <laughs> uh, you know what? I forgot that Mark Trestman even Just existed. like that NFC Championship game, right? What NFC Championship Super Bowl? Game? What Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, I remember Devin Hester returning to kick for a touchdown. Then it's black um, from there on out. I'm pretty sure we won after that. <laughs> but I, I like to block those things out. Uh, and... I just don't, he's not that good. He is competent, Mm -hmm. but he also likes to throw interceptions. Yeah. Uh, People complain about Jay Cutler throwing interceptions. Josh McCown goes on a team without the best tandem of wide receivers. What's he do? Those interceptions. He's got Dwayne Bowe now. Um, So, yeah, I I do not believe in the Cleveland Browns right now, and I don't think it's going to get any. I think that Josh McCown will lose his job to Johnny Manziel eventually, Uh, not because Johnny Manziel is that great, but because Josh McCown is not that good. Yeah, Uh, It's going to happen. And then 
after that, I don't think Johnny Football is going to be that much better. But I do think that having Fitzmagic out there, even though Fitzmagic likes throwing those magical interceptions. The pick sixes. Yeah, the New York Jets, I think, win this game. I do believe that they'll okay. they'll get it done, especially okay. since they're at home. Interesting. Uh, I think they're going to grab this one. Interesting. So you're going with the Jets. I am going to go with the Jets. How about your game for me? What do you got? What do you got, Mark? What do you got? This one, even though, uh, you know, it's a little bit of two things, Ricky. Uh, it's one because I know Josh really wants this to happen. Ooh, and so, it's okay, it's another it's one because it's a tough game. And I think I think Chief fans are angry mm-hmm. enough. They want to see. They're giving you a chance at redemption, Ricky. Okay. You get the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. Okay. First off, before I talk about this game, I totally thought you were going to go in a different direction, knowing my love for Marcus Mariota and my hate I for know, I know who you're Jameis Winston. That's not a surprise. Also, I thought you would get me with a different game, maybe mm-hmm. Carolina Jacksonville or Miami Washington. Those no, are all games see, I know I know who you're okay, going to pick. In this game, I am going to go out on a limb and say Chief fans that were mad at me in this vi- in, in my video for the Chiefs, I gave you this game in the video. Mm-hmm. I gave when I was editing that video, I went, huh, I may be second guessing myself with this game because of that defense. Yeah, that defense for the Texans and it's at home. However, Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer. And at the time I made that pick, it was when we recorded that bunch of videos it was right after preseason game number one. Mm-hmm. We didn't know who was going to be starting for the Texans. However, even though we know who's going to start, I will stick to my laurels. I will stick to my guns. I'm picking the Chiefs, just like I did in the video, giving you guys the first mm-hmm. win, first game of the season. This is not one of the games you guys should be mad at me about because I gave you this win. However, I will go out on a limb and say, Jeremy Macklin. Zero touchdowns. The only two people to score. Alex Smith may have a touchdown, but Travis Kelsey, Niles Davis, and Jamal Charles are the only three that are going to score. No wide receivers get a touchdown. Never. Entire season. Bold prediction week one. No receivers get touchdowns for the Chiefs. There you go. Any upsets this week, do you think? Um, Maybe the Bills over the Colts. All right. Maybe, like, I'm sticking to the, my Rams over mm-hmm. Seahawks upset. Raiders Bengals. Who's going to take that one? Who's going to take that one? Raiders Bengals. I actually, I'm pre- I said that's going to be interesting. I'm like, no way. I'm pretty confident in that and who I think is going to get. Yeah, that one. Raiders Bengals. I don't think anyone's going to take that one. But do you think there's going to be any upsets? Um, I mean, Bear, I guess Bears Packers. Would that be? An yeah, upset? That, that would be an upset. Uh, Are you going to take? Would you take that upset? I, I would take it. I'd gladly take the it. The line is at Green Bay minus seven. So Green Bay is going to win by a touchdown. I would be happy even if they had that because, like I said, as long as we're in competition at the end. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I you know, I think, you know, the Bears, Dick Cook can do it. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for – that's number one. This is the first one for the NFL season. Wow, it's been the longest one we've done in a while. Just looking at the time. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Click down any descriptions that we talked about, videos, the pick video, the draft video. Down in the description, go ahead, comment on anything we talked about. Deflategate, Roger Goodell, games for this week, the two picks we made at the end. I'm going to make this short and sweet. Hit the like button if you like the podcast. Hit the sub button if you loved it. Thank you again for checking it out. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.